Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You are now about to witness the strength of fantasy knowledge. Fantasy Sports Radio Network, you are now tuned in to the speeds and spitting statistician on Fantasy Freestyle. Up next on that cypher, the mic. On the microphone, you know that I'm one of the best yet. Dane Martinez. what it is it's your boy dane martinez aka speeds aka the spitting statistician aka the stable genius and vocal minority and for the first time in 2019 welcome to the fantasy freestyle right here on the award winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network you know what it is Yatu Sabe Que Lo Que all that with the stats over beat cipher you know how we do it helping you I guess you're not trying to win leagues anymore, right? But we are still trying to win that cash, and I'm going to help you do it. we got a good show for you today, as usual. Here's what we're going to do. I'm going to get you caught up on all the news and notes around after Wild Card Weekend going into the division round, right? We're going to do all that. Here's what I'm also going to do. I'm going to give you my takeaways from Wild Card Weekend like I would normally on a Tuesday. You may have heard me at the end of last week on things like Roto Experts in the Morning on Fantasy Sports Today. So I do have some stuff that I got right. We do have some stuff that I got wrong. Then what we are going to do is we're going to take a look at the what was eight and is now down to, I believe, five coaching op, uh, opportunities, vacancies, openings here still in the NFL. And we're going to talk about kind of my considerations, my factors that I think about in terms of, you know, what's a more desirable job than others. Okay. I'm going to give you the different factors and how I would view some of these openings that are still available. And I'll tell you, there's a reason why guys out of college may be taking the Arizona job. Maybe why more established names are looking for other jobs. We'll talk about that a little bit later on. And then, as always, we will put the fun and functional sports content as we get on into the show. As usual, I want to thank everybody who is already watching. Thank you. Who's already hitting that like button. I know people out there like Strong Style, Lance Davis, and the crew. You know, we were talking about how it was going to be a ghost town. In a couple of weeks, right? So let's see if that is in fact the case or if we still riding with the stats over beats cipher. I appreciate everybody that is out there right now. And hopefully, you know, we, uh, we make it pop a little bit. So let's get to the actual content, okay? Since we last spoke, and I would say since we last spoke, you know, last week, but it's been a while, right? So first of all, dilly dilly. Happy New Year. Happy 2019. I'm trying to do a little playoff beard over here. See if you guys like it. You know, hit me up also on the chat room and let me know. Are y'all down? Snorkel Ops, big shout out. Are y'all down with the beard? You know, let me know to everybody that's out there right now. Jim Ross. You don't think we're talking coaches? We're going to talk a little bit of coaches, Jim Ross. We're going to talk, you know, we're going to talk a little bit about our takeaways, what's right, what's wrong, what's sustainable in terms of that. We also are going to talk some of those. My man, Strong Style is back. That's what I'm talking about. Dilly dilly to G Falls and everybody out there. All right, let's catch on up. 
Let's catch on up, all right? So here's what y'all need to know moving into this week, all right? Let's still keep it live on what it is that is important all right, going forward, there are a couple of things for teams that are still playing. One in Dallas, okay? They are going to be very cautious around Cole Beasley's ankle. You saw Alan Hearns go down, get carted off. He's gone, right? You saw Beasley, though, whatever it was, twisted, sprained ankle, whatever it is, they're going to be real cautious because there's nothing left after that, right? What is it, Gallup and Tavon Austin? You know, after that, so just be known that when you see, you know, tomorrow Cole Beasley not necessarily practicing or whatever it is, they're going to treat him with kid gloves because they need him on, I guess that's Saturday night against the Los Angeles Rams. What I think is huge for this week, the Chargers have activated Hunter Henry. All right, and I think that is an important thing. Listen, we're, 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 we're not talking about fantasy as much anymore, right? Yes, on Thursday, I will still give you out a DFS lineup. By the way, I got a wide receiver for you in DFS this week that is the bare minimum on FanDuel at 4,500, and he's actually the number two wide receiver for a explosive offense. I'll tell you who that is at the end of the show. Maybe you know in the chat room. I'll let you know if you are correct. But Hunter Henry... Being activated, I think, is a big deal for the Chargers. He's not going to play 60 snaps. I understand that. But on third downs, in the red zone, basically all the times when Rivers looks for Antonio Gates, and you even saw that on Sunday against Baltimore. Gates would be in for like two plays, and Rivers would target him on third down, okay? I do think Hunter Henry is going to be helpful third down, red zones, and they're going to need it up there in Foxborough this week. Also, a little note on a team that is done for the season as of last weekend, Demarius Thomas says he is not considering retirement. You know what he's going to have to consider? A smaller paycheck if he wants to stick with the Houston Texans. Remember, they're going to have Will Fuller coming back. And I think D-Hop Fuller and DT Demarius Thomas would make a very nice wide receiver room with Hopkins being your all-around stud, Fuller being the take-the-top-off guy, and DT being more of the chain mover, the plotter, the almost tight end of this group. I think that makes a great wide receiver room. But DT is going to have to accept less money. Will that happen? I don't know. Um, also, we're going to start as time goes on after the, um, you know, after the playoffs and all. We're going to start breaking down the, the NFL draft, NFL free agency, things of that nature. We'll talk a little NBA as well. But I do want to let you know that Dwayne Haskins, the Ohio State quarterback, who is likely the number one quarterback off the board in this April's draft, did in fact declare. Remember, Justin Herbert from Oregon is going back to school. So it is going to be Haskins, in my humble opinion, that is going to be the first quarterback off the board. The first five teams of the draft don't really need quarterbacks. Have their guy, you know, Arizona with Rosen, the Jets with Darnold, the Niners with Jimmy G, you know, uh, Carr with the Raiders and stuff like that. But at six, you got the Giants. At seven, you got Jacksonville. All right, those are the two teams that I think if it falls to them, they'd be really happy to snatch up Haskins. The problem is one of these other quarterback needy teams, right? Whether it's, um, I don't know, Miami, whether it's Washington, or maybe it's a surprise. I think there may be a surprise in Cincinnati needing a quarterback. I think there might be a surprise in Detroit. Um, might one of those teams make a trade up to two, three, or four, something like that, to leapfrog the Giants and the Jaguars? We'll keep an eye out on that. All right, here's the other thing. Uh, we got coaching news. Yes, we're talking about coaches, Jim Ross, for now. Okay, uh, um, DT will be Fugazi. Maybe. Haskins might be as well, but here's the thing. I Listen, Jim, I, I've said Jacksonville was going to go with Flacco. I said that about... Two months ago, I've been saying he's going to be the Jacksonville Jaguars. I think what they might do, though, is 
bring in Flacco, but treat him as a bridge and still draft a quarterback. It won't be Haskins. It won't be a first-round guy. Maybe they get a guy like Will Greer in the like second or third round, and they try to cultivate him instead of what they've done before, which is spending the draft capital with you know portal service, and then it set their franchise back like five years. I can see Jacksonville signing a guy like Flacco or maybe a guy like Tyrod, maybe Teddy Bridgewater, those kind of names, but then still drafting a quarterback. Maybe, though, if they have that, you know, the guy to keep the seat warm, maybe they don't spend their number one pick over at seven or, or trade up, but they do spend the second round pick. You know, I'm talking about like number 38 overall could be a guy like, you know, Browning from Washington, uh, Greer from West Virginia, right? It could be something like that. What are the Giants going to do? I think if Haskins is there, they'll take him. What I think they should do and what I think the Jets should do and what I think a lot of teams should do. And we're going to go off on this tangent. Why? Because the Stats Overbeat Cypher is talking about it on the, uh, in the chat room, right? What I think mo- those teams will do and what I recommend teams doing this year is trade down. Okay? This is notoriously known, the 2019 class, as being kind of light on skill position talent. They ain't no stud quarterbacks. They ain't no stud wideouts. They ain't no stud running backs, that sort of stuff. But this draft class is very deep in terms of the trenches. Offensive linemen, defensive linemen, that sort of thing. So I want the Jets to hopefully have one of those teams want to leapfrog these quarterback-heavy teams or needy teams. Go up to three and get my Jets pick and let the Jets trade down and draft multiple offensive linemen. You know, it sort of worked for the Indianapolis Colts. They took the Jets pick. They traded down. They drafted Quentin Nelson. They drafted Darius Leonard. It worked out for them and turned that team around. So we'll see about that. Um, But, yes, in coaching news, here's what we do have. Uh, The Packers have hired Matt LaFleur. He was the former Tennessee Titans offensive coordinator. I'm going to tell you right now, he didn't do jack the last year, while at Tennessee, that impressed me, okay? The reason the Packers got this guy is because he is from the Sean McVay and the Kyle Shanahan coaching tree. Everybody wants a piece of basically Sean McVay and those derivatives, right, and Shanahan. Everybody wants that, you know, new offensive mind that's going to bring shifts and pop passes, you know, and all that stuff to the NFL. That's what's hot right now. That's what's in vogue right now, and that's what... um. That's what the Packers are doing with LaFleur. Hopefully he can mix with Aaron Rodgers because, to be quite honest, if Aaron Rodgers ain't with you, you're going to be out. Just ask Matt McCarthy or Mike McCarthy. Um, More coaching news. Today, two other jobs got grabbed today. All right. We've got Bruce Arians. He's going to the Tampa Bay Bucks. All right. That's been made official. I personally, it hasn't been made official yet. I personally think he's going to turn around and hire his former defensive coordinator and the former coordinator of my New York Jets, Todd Bowles. I think he will become uh, BA's defensive coordinator over in Tampa. I think that's a good thing. You know, Bruce Arians, they throw the ball. He goes down the field, right? And I think that's a boost to Jameis Winston. I think it's a boost to Mike Evans, if you want to know the truth. Okay, Deshaun Jackson's not going to be there next year. Adam Humphreys is not going to be there. He's a free agent. So we're talking about Mike Evans, and we're talking about Chris Godwin. And I think both of those wide receivers stand to get a little bit of a bump. Mike Evans back into back-end wide receiver one territory. And Godwin, quite frankly, is going to be this year's Kenny Galladay for me. I think I'm going to be real high on him. I think he's going to be a high-end wide, re- wide receiver three, if not better, in a Bruce Arian system. Think about when he was in Arizona. What they wanted to do with Carson Palmer was throw the ball downfield. I think that is what they're going to try and do with Kurt Warner as well. The other piece of news, and I think, listen, if not now, then when for Jameis Winston, right? So I got to be encouraged if I'm a Jameis owner in a dynasty or something like that. And he's going to have one chance at it. Will it work? If not, BA is going to move on. 
Um, the other coaching news that was made official today, um, Cliff Kingsbury, uh, you know, kind of hot shot coach coordinator he was a coach over at texas tech i believe he was at usc as a coordinator now he will be the new head coach of the arizona cardinals okay i gotta tell you in our next segment we're gonna start talking about these coaching openings and the factors to consider and how i would rank them i'm gonna tell you right now i have the cards pretty low and let me tell you why so it is no surprise to me honestly that the cards had to go into the the cardinals had to go into the college ranks to get their coach you know mike mccarthy was not banging on their door Bruce Arians was not, you know, trying to get to Arizona, back to Arizona, you know, and here's why. When you look at these things, and I got this poll question up right now on Twitter as well. My question, you know, is um, what are the considerations? What are the considerations that a coach needs, you know, to, to take a job or to take a job as appealing? Um, and, and here's the options. Here's the options, right? Is it just the quarterback that you have? Is it just the quarterback that you have? Is it um, the front office? For example, like you saw in San Francisco when Lynch and Shanahan got hired together. You know, people are worried here in New York, oh, McKagan's going to hire a new coach, but then if that doesn't work, he's going to be gone. Like, do you need to be in simpatico with your owner and front office, right? So is it that? Is it the quarterback you have? Is it the strength of your division? You know, like, you got to win your division first. And if you're in a really tough division, like the Cardinals, for example, they're going to be dealing with the Rams for the next few years. The San Francisco 49ers are on the come with Jimmy G. The Seattle Seahawks are a blue-chip franchise as long as Carroll and Russell Wilson are there. That's a tough division to compete in. You know, the AFC East, when the Dolphins and the Jets are opening, that might be a little bit easier. Yeah, you got Tom Brady there and the Pats, but if you're a new head coach and you're thinking you're going to be there for five, six, seven, eight, ten years, Brady's going to be gone in two years, three years, whatever it is. And then that division really opens up, right? In two years, I'd much rather be coaching in the AFC East for my path to the division title. is a lot easier than in the NFC West where I'm going to be dealing with the Rams and the Niners and stuff like that on the come, right? So those are my four kind of different criteria. If you think it's something else, let me know. Right now, oh, excuse me, the last one is like the rest of the non-quarterback, you know, the rest of your assets, your roster, your cap space to sign free agents, the draft picks you have, that kind of stuff to go reload from a talent aspect. What are the things you uh, think should be the primary consideration? We'll check in on that poll a little bit later on in the show. All right. Um, so as I mentioned, though, those are the big new names that are there. Uh, LaFleur to Green Bay. B.A., Bruce Arians to Tampa, and Kingsbury, Cliff Kingsbury, over to Arizona. All right, so let's talk about these games. First of all, on Friday, on Roto Experts in the Morning, you know what I said is my biggest narrative? And this is something that Speed's got right. You know what I'm going to say is my biggest narrative? I said, watch these first-time quarterbacks defecate the mattress. I want to see if any of these first-time quarterbacks in the playoffs, they don't have to be rookies, but their first time in the playoffs, if the lights are too bright for them. And what do you know? Deshaun Watson had a 23.4 QBR. He went 29 of 49, right? He threw a pick. He was missing open throws. I think a lot of that game for Indy was on Deshaun Watson. You know about Lamar Jackson on Sunday afternoon, right? He fumbled like, what, 17 times? You know, he literally completed one pass at like 1.30 p.m. Eastern time. Didn't complete another pass real time for like two hours. He wasn't ready. He wasn't playing well, right? And then Mr. Trubisky, yeah, he got 300 yards. His team lost. 
and he had a 49 QBR. He didn't play that well. He missed some wide open things as well. So I got to tell you something. One of my biggest things going into wild card weekend was going to be, are these first year quarterbacks able to hold their own, you know, and able to keep it going? And largely they didn't. Speed's got that right. So I ask you, what does that mean this weekend for Patty Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs? I'm telling you right now, because this Indianapolis team, they are hot and I like them. They are them and the Chargers to me are two of the most complete teams in the NFL, or at least in the AFC right now. I mean, Andrew Luck was carving them up left and right. He knows him and Frank Reich. I'm talking, they said it on the telecast. They were talking about it like it was Sean Payton and Drew Brees together, right? Luck is getting his strength back. He had that stretch of like three plus touchdowns for like seven or eight games. And this was against, and that offensive line, okay, that offensive line that allowed uh, quarterbacks to get sacked like 50 some odd times last year, they have given up only 18 sacks all season long in now 17 games. Zero sacks they gave up. If they can keep Andrew Luck clean, there's no reason he can't pick and pop the same way Mahomes can. And there's also no way the Colts can't run the ball against a team that gives up over five yards per rush. The Indianapolis Colts are live, my friends. They are five-point underdogs right now. If it gets up to six, you need to run to the window. But against Mahomes and the Chiefs, who've gone three and three in their last six since Kareem Hunt is gone, and take those Indianapolis Colts. I'll tell you what I think about takeaways from the rest of the wild card games and some of those coach openings when we come back. Yatu Sabe, it's the spitting statistician on Fantasy Freestyle. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Welcome back, guys. Welcome back to Fantasy Freestyle with the Stats Overbeat Cypher. I'm your boy, Speeds, the Spitting Statistician. I see a lot of you guys in the chat room. G-Falls, no, I would not trade the first-round pick for Antonio Brown. Here's the thing. Antonio Brown is not the cherry on top for the New York Jets. The Jets are still a couple of years away. They need to build the right way. I said the same thing when all these people are talking about Le'Veon Bell to the Jets also. No, if they were a team that was one year away or one piece away, then I would think that's great. But I'm not going to spend the capital, the draft picks, the signing money to, to lock it up to get a Le'Veon Bell or to get an Antonio Brown, okay? Um, when, you know, he's going to help me become go from a five-win to a six-win team. If I was a different kind of team that was on the precipice, then I would seriously consider it, okay? If I were the San Francisco 49ers, if I were the Cleveland Browns, you know, stuff like that, then I would kind of think about it. But I think the Jets are too far away to go out and try and get that one home run thing that's going to change it. I want the Jets to lay low, trade down, draft linemen, and, you know, build it so that when Darnold's is in year three, four, and Tom Brady is walking away from the game, that's when the Jets would then be primed to put that cherry on top and then contend. People are asking me about the Antonio Brown situation. I don't think he's going to go anywhere. I think there's a lot of talk, 
a lot of smoke, but I saw a report that the the, the Steelers would it's going to take a like a twenty million dollar cap hit if they to, to trade him. I, I think this is just you know crying over spilt milk. Everyone wants to bitch and moan at the end of the season. As soon as you know April comes around, everybody's going to be ride or die, ready to go at it one more time. Okay. Um, someone was asking me in the chat room, my man Jim Ross, who is Cliff Kingsbury. This is a hot shot kid. Okay, the dude is still like in his late thirties, I think. He looks like a movie star, like literally one of these movie stars in, 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 in Hollywood. Like he's a doppelganger for like, I forget who it is, Bradley Cooper or something like that. He used to be at Texas Tech. He was a hot shot. All the way back in the day, he was a quarterback. One of those quarterbacks in the, in the Big 12 that would throw for like 500 yards a game. Okay, And then he went over to USC to be an offensive coordinator. I think it's definitely a chance that he could be one of these new hot offensive minds. And he's somebody that I would have been interested in. Um... But that's that's the little thumbnail for you, Jr. on uh, Kingsbury. Yo, what up, Dexter Rojas? Uh, that's my man. We can talk about predictions for divisional games, but here's the thing. We're going to do that on Thursday. On Thursday's show, I'm going to give you out DFS lineups and picks for the divisional round games, okay? We're going to do more of an autopsy, and we're going to talk coaches. And then in our last segment, we're going um, to do speeds versus the kids, all right? We're going to do speeds versus the kids. If everybody... Um, if anybody knows, saw me on Twitter, you know I'm doing speeds versus the kids. If you real deal stats over beat Cypher, you saw, um, you know, you saw me do this last year. What I do is I will make my picks. I will also play the picks of uh, multiple children that are like younger than 11 years old. And we are going to see if any of the kids can outpick speeds. We started doing it last week. I put up a post on, on my Twitter timeline. We're going to recap that with my man Danny Otto down there as we put the fun in functional sports content. You know speeds loves the kids strong style. You know what it is. All right. Um, uh, speeds says strong style. My thoughts on all elite wrestling with the Jags owner. My man Roto Frank. Frank Stanford was watching that. Like their press conference or whatever it is. It seems like they got Jericho and stuff. Eh. You know, I'm like, eh, I'm not, I, I can't be riding with multiple, um, with multiple wrestling things. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's, that's a little too much for me. But I, I, I hear it's hot and popping. You know, you need to ask, Strong Style, you need to ask uh, Frank Stanfield. He's all up on that. All right, so listen, I think the Colts are legit. I think Marlon Mack is a difference maker. And remember, it goes back to this offensive line. This offensive line that is protecting Andrew Luck is also opening holes for Marlon Mack. I think that is legit. And remember, the Kansas City Chiefs are literally dead last in the NFL against the run. How do you keep Patty Mahomes in that high-flying offense off the field? You run the ball. I think the Colts are going to do that a lot. And listen, the Chiefs are 3-3 three and three in their last six games ever since Kareem Hunt. Went, uh, went down or is not part of the team and stuff like that. Of those three and three, of those three wins, two of them were to the Oakland Raiders. One was to the uh, Ravens in overtime. They lost to the Chargers. They lost to the Seahawks. So, I mean, listen, I think the Chiefs are viable to get had, to get got this year. Don't get me wrong. You know our guys. I love Patty Mahomes, but I really am riding with these Colts. In the next game, in the next game, so, so by the way, uh, I'm giving you an early lean on my prediction that I will make officially on Thursday. When it comes to this Dallas-Seattle game, let me tell you something. I told you about style makes fight. These teams wanted to run the ball. They wanted to play good defense, but I was dead wrong on Chris Carson. I had Carson in my DFS lineup, for God's sakes, right? And what does he do? 13 carries for 20 yards. This was the number one rushing offense in the league. And what I thought they were going to do was run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. I thought they were going to be more successful. But then when they weren't, I thought they were going to let Russell Wilson like make some plays, and they didn't do that either. 
they just kept it going. You know, that's, <clears throat> excuse me, that's the issue for me. I told you if Zeke got 30 touches, they would win. Zeke got 30 touches, <laughs> you know, and he combined for what, 169 scrimmage yards. I think Dak on the ground is a nice little weapon for them. Him running for the touchdown, big time third down conversions. That was big. I think you're going to need to see some more of that against the Rams if they're going to be successful. I don't think they will be successful. Okay, I'm going to tell you the truth. Goff was in the playoffs last year. So he's not one of these first-year quarterbacks in the playoffs, in my opinion. I saw in the chat room people like, Goff is the next one to defecate the mattress. I don't think that's going to happen, all right? I was talking first-year quarterbacks, the ones that played already, Trubisky, first time in the playoffs. Um, Lamar, first time in the playoffs. Watson, first time in the playoffs. And they all had below-average games. If Patty Mahomes has a below-average game, don't sleep on these Colts. Don't sleep on Andrew Luck, okay? They've won 10 out of their last 11. They are the hot team. If you can't tell, I'm leaning towards taking the points in Indianapolis. They might even win outright. Um, in the last, uh, on Sunday, though, Chargers-Ravens, here's the thing. I told anybody who would listen on Friday morning that Lamar Jackson was going to be much easier to defend the second time around. They now know what they did, and they made a great adjustment, the Chargers did. They put safeties in their linebacker region. They had three safeties playing linebacker, and I thought that was great to bring speed, to disrupt some things in the run game, and then be viable if and when Lamar Jackson ever wanted to pass. I thought that was great. Here's the thing. No, I wouldn't have gone to Joe Flacco. Here's the other thing. The Chargers are getting legit kicking game right now. Badgley hitting five out of six. In years past, they would have missed one of those kicks in crunch time. In years past, Phillip Rivers would have thrown a bonehead interception at one point in time. I'm telling you, there is something with this Chargers team this year. They've been saying it ever since they were out in London. They, it's okay for them, in my opinion. We're spinning it forward. It doesn't matter that they're on the road again. They're, they're on the road in their home stadium. They were in London. They're a nomadic tribe anyway. That's not going to get at them. The other reason I think it's interesting, and the Chargers are a live dog, in my opinion. I'm not making my official picks until Thursday. I'm giving you inklings and leans, though, right? Melvin Ingram and Joey Boza. What have I been saying about these Chargers all season long? That they are going to get pressure. I even literally said, might Joey Boza concuss Tom Brady in the playoffs? I said that a month ago. Jilly Dilly checked the notes. I said it. I was like, you know, might Jared Goff get concussed? Might Tom Brady tear an Achilles? You know, these boys, are, Ingram and Boza are going to bring heat to Tom Brady. I like that matchup for them. And then the last game, that's the one I got wrong. Um, I thought the Bears were going to make a defensive statement. They only gave up 15 points, right, or 16 points, so it wasn't that bad. But the Foles magic apparently continues. Um, Golden Tate now has a role there as well. Darren Sproles. I told you about Darren Sproles growing in opportunity. I actually think Darren Sproles is an interesting DFS play um, this upcoming week, right? Darren Sproles had 13 touches, or 15 touches, excuse me. He ran the ball 13 times, caught two passes. Sproles had 15 touches. Wendell Smallwood had 10. Josh Adams had one. Now, if this game goes the way that a lot of people think, down there against the Saints in the Dome, they're going to be in shotgun. They're going to be in that kind of four-minute offense a lot. Which running back do you think is going to get the most snaps for Philly on Sunday? I'm telling you, it's going to be Darren Sproles. I'm telling you, Darren Sproles, an interesting DFS play this week. All right, um, yeah. Some people say they have no kind of idea about that Chargers-New England game. Listen, it, I, these Patriots are not the same team. These Chargers are hot, but you do not make money. 
betting against Tom Brady and Bill Belichick when they're at when they're in Foxborough in this round of the playoffs. I don't think the Chargers are going to be this sacrificial lamb for them. And stats over beat Cypher, you know. I picked the Chargers a long time ago. A long, long time ago. Um, I may pick the Patriots just to kind of like reverse psychology because I really want the Chargers to win. And I think the Chargers can win. But you don't make money betting against TB12 and Belichick in the division round. I will say that. All right, um, checking in on that poll real quick. We've got a tie right now. Literally, 36% of you say the quarterback. 36% of you say the roster, the rest of the roster, the cap space, the picks you're going to get. 21% say the kind of connection and the vibe with the GM and the owner. And 7% say the strength of the division that you are in, like kind of your path to the division title in the playoffs. So it's tied right now, 36% for each of those. So, um, you know, keep voting at Spittin' Speeds. Let a brother know how you feel. I also want to give out because, you know, guys, you know, uh, Strong Style, Perry. Big shout out, by the way, Perry. Um, oh, you got that cash. That's what I'm talking about, Dilly Dilly, Perry. That's what's up, Perry Ying. I appreciate that. Um, you know, you guys, Jim Ross, the crew, y'all were talking about how it's going to be a ghost town, you know, in a couple of weeks. And um, so here's what I'm going to do to... Respond to any potential ghost towns out there. I'm going to give you the number to call. The number to call is 347-767-6614. Again, the number to call, 347-767-6614. Phone lines will be open. This way, if you want to get down with the spitting statistician, if you want to get down with the stats over beat cipher, we'll keep the phone lines open so the cipher can still get down and talk to speeds about, you know, what you did over New Year's, who you like in these division games, whatever the case may be, how you had Clemson a long time ago to Dump truck and stomp Alabama. If you tell me that, I'll tell you you were lying. But anyway, all right, so let's talk about these coaches. I think those four um, criteria that I put in the poll are the four most important things, okay? And Green Bay found their coach, right? Green Bay found their coach. It's going to be LaFleur. I got to tell you something. Yeah, he's part of that McVay and Shanahan tree, but I'm going to tell you something. I don't think this is as good of a job as many other people do. I really don't. I would rather have... Three other jobs, to be quite honest, right now. Better than Green Bay. And my reason is going to surprise you. My reason is Aaron Rodgers. Yes, Mendo Bruce will do a little NBA um, after football. Um, the reason is Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I know he's, you know, many people think he's the best player in the NFL. But if you're going to be an NFL head coach, if you're, like, taking the job, you have to have confidence in yourself and think it's going to be, like, a six-year gig, let's say. There is nothing harder in sports than managing the end of a superstar Hall of Famer's career. Look at what the Giants are doing with Eli Manning and how that's being like mismanaged and treated with kid gloves. Look at what some, you know, even Derek Jeter, I'm a Yankee fan, even Derek Jeter, you know, look at what I think Big Ben has regressed a little bit. That's going to be a problem for Tomlin to handle in a couple years. Whoever is coming into Green Bay is going to have to take a declining Aaron Rodgers. People can make the case that he regressed this year. And you're going to have, in year two of your coaching tenure there, or year three, you're going to have the entire fan base still in love with Aaron Rodgers, but you're going to know that you need to move on. Or you need to start secession planning, right? The same as my man Gregory Castillo is saying, you know, trade Rodgers, like, you're gonna, but this new head coach, LaFleur, is now the person who has that mess dumped into his lap. That's a problem. I wouldn't want that because guess what? 
You as the new first-time head coach versus Hall of Fame quarterback for that franchise, Aaron Rodgers, you are going to lose in the court of public opinion. You are going to lose with the fan base. Last year, Ben McAdoo did the right thing seating Eli Manning. He's not regarded well in New York. Think about it, okay? And also in that division, you got Chicago. They ain't going anywhere for a while. Minnesota's going to be around with, you know, they're going to be a competitive team. So that job is not as easy or as good as I would say. What up, Jeremy McMahon? I'm going to hit it up. Yo, I was on the West Coast. Woo! Boy, they got a surplus out there. That's all I'm going to say. They got a surplus out there. On uh, Maybe on Patreon, I'll put up a receipt that I got on the West Coast showing you and proving that there is a surplus out there, Jeremy McMahon. But in any event, right, G-Falls, Rogers is going to run the show. And if I'm a new head coach, I need the power. I can't give that power to my quarterback, all right? So here are the two jobs that I think are the two best that, quite frankly, are not grabbed yet. The second best, my New York Jets. Listen, if you look at those criteria I put up on the poll, quarterback, check. I believe Sam Darnold is going to be a franchise quarterback. I believe Sam Darnold did all the valid rookie mistakes of a rookie. I still have faith in Sam Darnold. Check. Do they have cap space? Yes. Draft picks? Yes. The means to acquire talent? Yes. Check. The division they're in? Listen, Buffalo and Miami are blunt guts trash to me, right? And Tom Brady, in this next coach's tenure, is going to retire. So I actually think, check. I think that's all set up well. The only thing that causes me concern as a candidate for the Jets would be uh, the front office. You know, the CEO, Chris Johnson, is Woody Johnson's brother because Woody Johnson is off being like an ambassador to Ireland or something like that in the 45 administration. Eh. Um, so that would be the only kind of issue with me. And McCagnin, you know, he might be next on his way out if they have a bad year and then a new GM. Do they want to handpick their new coach? That sort of thing. So that's the only problem with me. But I actually think the Jets are a very interesting job. Hey, and if you can make it here, you can make it anywhere. But the number one job to me, honestly, is the Cleveland Browns. You have all this stuff. You got Baker. Check. The rest of the roster. Kidding me? Uh, Denzel Ward. Miles Garrett on the defensive side. Just like the Jets with assets on the defensive side like Leonard Williams, Jamal Adams, that sort of thing. They, though, that, that front office is being run now in a different way to support whoever comes in. You're going to be aligned with that. Check. And that division. Check. You know, Big Ben and the Steelers are on the downturn the same way as the Patriots, I think, eventually will be in this coach's tenure. Right? Cincinnati is a blunt guts trash. They're a dumpster fire right now, in my opinion. And Baltimore is, you know, going to be kind of always around. But how much of a threat are they with Lamar? You know, we'll see. So I love this job. And they were 7-8, and 7-8-1, eight, eight I believe. They got Baker. I think those are the best jobs left. Matt LaFleur to Green Bay. Denver, I think, is in that next tier. They have pieces on defense. You still got a playoff caliber defense. You still got pieces on offense. You know, young pieces, right? Uh, Lindsey and Freeman at the running back position, these wideouts in Sutton and Hamilton. You know, you got that. Your problem there in Denver is the division. You're going to be dealing with Patty Mahomes for the next five years. The front office, John Elway is a bitch to deal with. He really just is. And the quarterback situation is not that great. Case Keenum is sort of, you know, a noose around your neck if you're going to try and make the move. Maybe you can get out of it. But that's not the best situation for me either. We talked about Kingsbury to the cards, Arians to the Bucks, and then the Bengals and the Dolphins to me 
are worse. You know, they don't really have as much talent. In, in, in Cincy, Joe Mixon is really the only long-term asset. And what is there in Miami? Not a whole lot, in my opinion. When we come back on the other side of the break, call in if you want. Holler at me in the chat if you want. We're going to do speeds versus the kids. And we're going to put the fun in functional sports content with my man, Dan Yardo. Come on back. It's Fantasy Freestyle. Dilly dilly. that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Big pimpin' spending cheese, you know what it is. Fantasy freestyle right here with the spitting statistician, stable genius, vocal minority. I hear there's another quote unquote stable genius on air a little bit later on tonight. But you know what it is. I am the stable genius. I think um, you know, apparently some emergencies might be declared. Don't get me started on that. Yo, Mendo, uh, I couldn't see you because I wasn't in NoCal. Uh over vacation. Anybody who's interested after winning that gauge, I did a little bit of a family holiday tour. I spent some time in Oregon. I got some. Uh, I got some people out there in Oregon, and then I was in Southern California, out and around San Diego, um, and we we're making it pop. Pete Martinez is out there uh, trying to give me shade about the Jets and talking about how the Jets got swept by the Dolphins. But here's the thing, and he's a Dolphins fan. Here's the thing, Pete. You are clearly not listening to my argument because when I'm talking about uh, a coach taking in over these jobs, I don't give a damn what happened in 2018. I'm talking about projecting forward, my friend, Pete. I love your last name and all, right? But it don't matter who got swept last year. That's irrelevant. We're talking about the assets at play and what's going to happen moving forward, right? And so when you talk about it, yes, I do think Sam Darnold is going to be a, you know, a good NFL quarterback. I think he's doing all the right things in his progression in his rookie year. You know who's not a good NFL quarterback? Ryan Tannehill. You know the worst problem about that? You're stuck with Tannehill for the foreseeable future. Even Buffalo realized that they needed to grab a kid. Miami for the last couple of years. Wasn't Miami one of the teams that were thinking about trading to the 10 pick, knowing that they needed to address their quarterback situation? They did not do it. So they are just now a year behind these other teams okay and yes great you're right Miami Dolphins did sweep the Jets this year all that does is get me a better draft pick for the Jets this year I'm okay with that and what we're thinking about is as a coach what are you considering moving forward I'm never considering did my team get swept by a division rival okay so that's not exactly what we were talking about it's all good though I love you Martinez my friend uh there you go and you agree (laughs) um uh, I would say, you really don't think Donald is better than Tannehill? Really, though, Pete? Come on, man. If you had to start right now with one quarterback, Tannehill or Donald, 
I venture to say you would take Darnold. I mean, at least I think. I think uh, the stats overbeat Cypher would. But, hey, what are you going to do? Um, in any event, here's what we're going to do now. All right. Danny Otto, are you with me? Yes, I am. All right, cool. <laughs> so here's what we're going to do. You know about speeds versus the kids? I do. All right. So everybody out there, stats overbeat Cypher. Okay. Anybody can play speeds versus the kids. All right. You guys out there in the chat room, Perry Ng, by the way, peace, Perry Ng. Thanks for checking in. Uh, Gregory Castillo, Jim Ross, Pete, you know, anybody that's out there. Okay. Anybody that's out there, strong style. If you want to, thank you, by the way, for still being there. I see the likes. I see y'all watching. I appreciate it. True, real deal stats over beat cipher. If you want to participate, you can. Here's what I need I need a kid that's 10 years old or younger. You just give them the matchups. And you let them pick them. You can't help them. I want to get that real seven-year-old analysis. Like, oh, the Eagles can fly, and so they're going to win. That sort of stuff. That's what makes for good radio, okay? We started it last week. Usually I do it every, every uh, round of the playoffs, but I was on vacation last week, right? I did put it up on Twitter. Check me out, at Spittin' Speeds. I went 3-1 and one last week. My only loss was the Chicago Bears. All right, I had Indy. I had Dallas. I had uh, the Chargers, right? And I had two kids that did play. I had Michaela, who was a young unicorn in training. Big shout out to Michaela and, of course, Anastasia, her friend. Um, she went two and two, though. Okay? She lost with Seattle and she lost with Chicago. So I'm a game up on seven year old Michaela. Yes. Right? But then Zoe, Zoe, who was in it last year also, she went three and one. Her only loss was Seattle. Okay? So I'm three and one. Zoe's three and one. Michaela's two and two. Danny, how'd you do over the weekend? I'm right there with Zoe, actually. With we got Zoe? the same game wrong. You and me, yeah, okay. So you went 3-1 and one as well. Seattle was the only loss. You got lucky because you happen to have bandmates or friends that rep Philly. That's the only reason you know it was sunny in Philadelphia. All of my bandmates are in Philadelphia. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. Only kids, were picking, only kids were picking the Eagles unless you had a damn band there or whatever it is. All right, so here's the deal, though, Danny. Will any of these kids outpick you for the rest of the playoffs? There's only seven more games. You think you can stay above all these kids? I'm going to try my best. All right, so who, what, are, what are your picks, bro, for this week? Let's get your picks unlocked, and then I will make my official picks on Thursday. We'll hear from some of the kids on Thursday as well. But let me get your early leans. You'll be able to change them on Thursday if you want. But the first game is going to be, um, what do we got first up? Uh, we got Chiefs-Colts. Who do you like in that one? Uh, Straight up. Uh, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm going to go Colts. Taking the Colts. All right. The second game is Cowboys-Rams. Who you got? Well, I like your Colts pick, by the way. It, Cowboys Rams. It, intern Brian wants me to. I know what he wants, but what do you want to do? Listen, you can't have kids <laughs> with a better record than you, bro. I know. So do what you think. I know. I've gotten beat so many times from teams that had Rams players on it. Um, I gotta go Rams. You want the Rams? All right. Yeah. Um, Sunday, the first game, Pats Chargers. Ooh, you know what? I'm, I'm. I'm going to go Chargers. You're taking the upsets in the AFC. You like the Colts and the Chargers. I don't disagree whole, you know, wholeheartedly with you. We'll make my official picks on Thursday, the last game of the week. Because you love the Eagles so much, should I assume that you're picking the Eagles against the New Orleans Saints? <sighs> That's tough. Oh, really? I had, I had really? Two, two of my running backs. Yeah, you did have Kamara and Ingram on your... I know. So by I've the been way, rooting for the Saints for so long. So who are you taking in this one? 
Because uh, if you go against them, I might have to change you to two and two last week. Because then you're like, oh, I definitely would have picked Philly. I definitely would have picked Philly, even though they were on the road against the best defense in the NFL. I definitely would have picked Philly. <laughs> then you need to pick Philly again for your bandmates, you know? Uh, all right, I'll pick Philly. That's for my right. You're taking Philly again. <laughs> you got to be consistent, brother, man. That's all I'm saying. By the way, Danny, did you... uh? Win your league and win that cash? I did. Damn right you did. Stats over beat Cypher. Represent, buddy. That's what we do, baby. We're spending our cash right now. All right. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to be playing some audio of the kids, and we are going to track their standings, and we're going to see if any of the kids can beat speeds. I don't think they can. I think I agree with you, Pete. I think New Orleans is going to stomp them. All right, I think they're going to stomp them. Of course, I like New Orleans. I can tell you right there, I'm probably going to take New Orleans. I am intrigued by these AFC games. I'm telling you right now, these AFC games I think are going to be tight, are going to be interesting. I might take. I might tell you right now, I'll take both of them with the points. I might take the Colts and the Chargers with the points right now. Find out Thursday if I take any of them outright. All right, Danny, here's what else we're going to do. You know Melvin Gordon on the Chargers, right? I believe I do. Okay. Was he on your championship winning team? He was not. Mm. He was on the other team. Oh, you took him out? No, no, he was on the team versus me. Right, that's what I'm saying. So you took him out. You took him down yeah. in, the, in the championship. Yeah, that's what I, I like to hear. I that's did. what I like to hear. All right. Um, so, you know, they played a road game on Sunday. They were in Baltimore, right? So if you're a professional football player and you're on the road, how do you think you're going to travel around that city? I mean, me personally, I'm, yeah. I'm going to expect that there's a car waiting for me. I there guess. could be a car waiting for you. If there wasn't, what app might you use? I guess Uber. Yeah. So Melvin Gordon hopped in an Uber. Melvin Gordon hopped in an Uber on, you know, whatever day it was. And guess what his Uber driver started talking to him about? Football? The game. (laughs) That's right. The game. You think this Uber driver knew who he was driving? No. Clearly he did not. (laughs) Get my cowboy intern Brian right now to ready this. Let's play some of this audio. Melvin Gordon started recording what his Uber driver was talking to him about. Remember, starting running back of the Los Angeles Chargers, Melvin Gordon, listening to his Uber driver in Baltimore about this. Intern Brian, uh, Danny, we ready to roll this? We're ready. All right, let's do this. What about that? What about that running back? That Melvin Gordon kid. Running back. Oh yeah, he's 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 seven. He's seven. You know, I'm so proud to see these young guys stepping up, playing the game. I mean, it's just a wonderful thing, man. It is. It's, man. A, it's a wonderful thing. It's gonna be dope. I, I I I honestly, man, I don't think the Ravens gonna win tomorrow. Me personally, you know, being you know, honest, I know you're from Baltimore, but I just don't see it. You from Texas? You from Texas? That's right. So why you ain't going with uh, with Dallas tonight? Well, now you have to realize that I'm picking people up from Baltimore here, so I got to talk that crazy talk. Yo, you got to talk that crazy talk. All right, so I guess that Uber driver, what, like secretly loved Melvin Gordon and the Chargers but had to keep up appearances because he was in Baltimore? What do you think, Danny? I mean, that's what it sounds like. Right. It, it sounds like it's like uh, he just wants a good tip no matter what, no matter what fan uh, is stepping into his Uber. He just wants those five stars? Yeah. I guess. Uh, we got Cowboy intern around? Does Brian want right. to get in on this? Yeah, he's here. All right. Brian, what you think about this? What do you think about this Melvin Gordon talking to the Uber driver? The Uber driver, you know, I thought he was talking a little bit of smack in other parts of the video, but it seems like he's actually down with Melvin Gordon and actually wanted the Chargers to win. What do you think, Brian? I like that he's from Texas. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Hey, Cowboy intern, yep. uh, are you from Texas? I am not. But you ride with the Cowboys. Yep. You think they got a shot this Saturday night? Of course. Really? Hammer the money line. The money line? Not even plus the seven and a half. You like them outright? 
No, I'm just talking crazy. I did oh, seven and a half. Because, yo, we're recording right now, okay? <laughs> so what you say, I can come back next week and we can talk about it. You know, that's the beauty of recording all of your thoughts on the show. So, for example, at the beginning of last season, when you said you thought out of nowhere the Philadelphia Eagles would win the Super Bowl, and then it happens, you have it on tape forever. So um, you think you like them plus the seven and a half, but you think their season ends on Saturday? Uh... It depends on Zeke needs to get like thirty touches at least for. He us got thirty touches. He got thirty touches uh, last weekend. I think thirty is a magic number. If we get that, we should be okay. I think. You think if Gurley, I mean, excuse me, if Zeke gets thirty or more touches, you think the Cowboys can win? We have a good chance. Interesting, interesting. When I get back down there to the fantasy pit of misery, I may have to see how much dollars I still have in my wallet because we may have to talk about this. Witness. Brian. All right, there it is. Thank you for that. Hey, um, you guys are also millennials. Right, you know, Danny and, and, and Cowboy Brian. Cowboy Brian, can I ask you something else? Yeah. You with me? You know about Venmo, right? Of course. Of course. That's like probably like your entire that's like probably how you deal with people. Like when you go to the bar with friends or the restaurant with friends, um and you guys are like splitting a bill or something, do you do you ever have cash or you just straight Venmo people? No, we go uh one person pays it on the credit card and then we all Venmo. And then you all like do you even have American dollars on you right now? No. You don't. You do, not, do not have. have. <laughs> you do not have American currency. You got cryptocurrency, maybe. You got Venmo. You got PayPal. You got plastic. But you do not have, like, any paper money on you right now? I don't have a single dollar in my wallet. Really? Like, like you ain't got this? No. You ain't got I'm giving you ones and whatnot right now. The 20s? You ain't got that? Nothing. Damn, bro. Like, how do you, what do you do when you just go to the bodega? When you just go to the store and get those french fries that you always get? What do you, what do you do? Card. Really? Really? Wow. What do you do if you see a bum on the street that you want to give a little bit of money to? You Venmo him? All right, pretend like I don't see him. Okay. All right, fair enough. I appreciate that. I like what you're doing over there, Brian. Let me ask you this. So check this out. Um, Venmo. You're aware of Venmo. Clearly, it's apparently the only thing you do. Um, you know that game, the Bears-Eagles game? Yes. Um, and you know what happened at the very end of it, right, with Cody Parkey? Yep. So you know Cody Parkey... Used to be on the Eagles? Yeah. Right. And so Cody Parkey also, um, Jim Ross, being like, what's Venmo? <laughs> That's what's up. Yo, um, oh, and by the way, yeah, Jim Ross, bring your kid. Do me a favor. Jim Ross, record your, chi- your child, okay? Record your child, just, but you can't help him. You can't give him any analysis. You can't give him any insight, okay, Jim Ross? You just got to be like, Colts or Chiefs, who do you like? You can show them the logos if you want. Okay, but you just got to be like New England Patriots versus Los Angeles Chargers. Who do you like and why? And if uh, your kid Jr. wants to make some picks, you know you're always welcome. Your kid is part of Stats Over Beat Cipher. You send it to me. Send it to me on uh, on Twitter. Hit me up however you want. You send me that stuff. We will play it on air and we will track your kid's picks against speeds. Um, but in any event, so he was a former Eagle. Cody Parkey was uh, Bryant, yep. and so. You know, and Eagles fans were excited because his miss had them advanced. The dream is still alive. You know, Big D Nick still doing it, right? Onward they go. And uh, you know what people started doing? Venmo requesting them, right? I yeah. saw that. Random F- Philly fans randomly found Cody Parkey on Venmo and just started sending him money. <laughs> Being like, thanks for the miss, bro. Thanks. What do you think about that? 
I saw that. You people, think that's cool? You can change your name on Venmo. So that's where I was gonna go. Yeah. That's where I was gonna go next. All right. Absolutely. I love how yo intern Brian, man, no cash on him, but ahead of the game. I like that. He's on top of stuff. He truly, truly is. What is this? Is this like a resolution from you, Brian? 2019. You're not gonna sit in the corner anymore with your headphones on. You're gonna make it pop. Of course. That's what I'm talking about. All right. So here's the thing. People start randomly sending him money. It reminds me of, like, remember when Buffalo Bills fans were, like, sending Andy Dalton's charity money last year because he helped the Bills get into the playoffs, whatever that was, if you remember that? And so they were just finding Cody Parkey on Venmo and just sending him random small sums of money. Pretty cool, right? But here's what people started doing. You let the cat out of the bag, Brian. Other people randomly started changing their name on Venmo to be Cody Parkey. And then we're like literally pay requesting people being like, yo, send me like five dollars. I'm Cody Parkey. What do you think about that? Fair or foul? That's good. That's a good business. That's a good business model. So you can change your name on Venmo. huh? Can you change? Can you help me? Because I need to do that. Can you help me change my name on Venmo? Maybe to Cody Parkey. Or should we wait? Should we wait and see whoever like, you know, the, you know, the dunce cap dude, whoever the, the, the goat is, um, and, this weekend's game. That's what I was thinking. Okay, and then we'll, as a collaborative, we'll change a Venmo account. Can we'll it be yours? Split the profits, yeah. Can it be yours? Yeah. Okay, and then we can split the profits, though, because, like, you know, this is part of my, yeah, my idea. Fine. All right, cool. So what we're going to do is we're going to see next Tuesday, or I'll even text you, bro, because we got to get it going right away, right? So next Saturday, if it happens on Saturday, next Sunday, whatever, we're going to change your Venmo name to the name of whatever player that is, and then we're going to start maybe like searching, you know, let's say it's a guy on the Chiefs that you need to become, right? Let's say, um, you know, let's say Damian Williams fumbles at the end of the game and the Colts win, right? And then Colts fans are going to start sending Damian Williams money. We're going to change your Venmo to be called or be named Damian Williams, and then what we're going to do is we're just going to search, and we're going to see if anybody has the word Colts in their handle. Right? And then we're just going to request like $3 from them. We're going to see if it works. What do you think? Sounds like a plan to me. Okay. Here's what I need. Here's what I need. I need over the weekend, I need you to send me a picture of you with your Venmo name as the name of an NFL player who defecated the mattress this weekend. Can you do that for me? Yeah. All right, we'll work on this, but we definitely need to do this, and we'll bring you up here, and uh, we'll see if you uh, raised any money for yourself because we got to split the profits. Sounds good. All right, that's what it is. Let me put my paper money back into my, uh, let me put my paper money back into, uh, you know, my pocket because, you know, it's American currency. It helps me buy goods and services, all right? So I'm into that. Yeah, Jim Ross, definitely send it, brother man. Uh, the double doink. That's right, Mendo Bruce. It was like, if you're a Law & Order fan, the doink doink, that's what it was. And it was pretty crazy. But thanks to everybody for riding with me as usual. We'll talk more about Venmo. We got the Uber driver jinx. Speeds versus the kids on Thursday, okay? I make my official picks. I give you a DFS lineup. I give you some prop bets as well. And we continue to put the fun in functional sports radio. Don't forget about Danny Otto and popping off. And thanks to everybody for chilling with me after football season. Stats over beat Cypher. Yatu Sabe, I'm out. <laughs>